Hello and welcome to the Modern Fairy Sightings Podcast, where we listen to people's fairy encounters. But take heed, we're not talking about winged tinkerbells here. These are real fairies, real encounters that took people like you and I by surprise. Stay a while and hear their stories. My name is Joe Hickey Hall and I'm a folklore researcher. Welcome to this special bonus episode of the Modern Fairy Sightings podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Here we are between Series 1 and Series 2 of the podcast, which restarts on Sunday, June 13th, and this feels like a good liminal space to tell you about my own fairy sighting, which took place in 2007. At the time, I thought seeing fairies was impossible, and the whole notion of it was ridiculous to me. In this episode, I'll be explaining how this whole process arose. All of the previous shares on the podcast have, of course, been anonymous, so this is a significant step for me personally. I haven't yet spoken publicly about my encounter, although I have discussed it previously in small workshops in what I felt was a safe environment. It's a very precious experience to me, and I can fully understand why some people never share theirs. Sometimes it's not about fear of ridicule or fear of the unknown, but because it's something so personal that they feel it could never be shared. This is why you have to feel absolutely right to do so. Something that I continually remind my guests. No one should ever feel under pressure to reveal something so personal. And yet here I am. It's May the 4th, my birthday, and I'm sharing this because it feels that it's an integral part of the adventure into the unknown with you all. Since the inception of the podcast, and hearing all the amazing encounters from our guests, personally, my curiosity for the world of the Fae has deepened further, and I've found also that my relationship with the land and nature itself has intensified. I'd love to hear how this journey has been for you too. Thanks again for all your messages of support and encouragement. You can contact me at scarletofthefay.com and tweet me at underscore remain underscore curious. I want to tell you that from the very beginning of this project, I have tuned in through meditation to ensure the permission of the Fay. The podcast idea came to me on a number of occasions while meditating daily in early lockdown. This continued until I could no longer make excuses that I wasn't techie enough or whatever and just decided to give it a go. I always checked back in to ensure I wasn't overstepping the mark with the fair folk. I would never want to upset the fairy realm. Let's face it, no one would. And I've always felt that fairy encounters have a number of elements, a number of entities, if you like. The person who has experienced, the being whom the person perceives, and the experience itself. All three, I feel, should be honoured, not to mention the location itself which needs to be protected. I have strived to do this during my research over the last five years of this project, and particularly while I've been hosting the podcast. I should add that in all of this, the main sense that I continually return to is that while I feel very dedicated to this project, I'm simply the medium, and that all the wonderful energy and momentum behind this is coming from elsewhere. I'm simply responding and acting accordingly, like anybody does when they're inspired. But here's why I feel this project is so important. 
I know from my own experience that for those who have had fairy encounters, it helps to hear others talk about it. As you'll hear, when I first saw a fairy, I had no one to immediately discuss it with, not even my closest confidants. There's a kind of taboo around these experiences. If it's not laughed off there and then, well-meaning friends or family may become genuinely concerned for your mental health if you tell them that you're hearing or seeing things that's beyond their understanding. And quite frankly, at the moment, it's beyond any of our shared understanding of what reality is. But again and again, ordinary people with no interest in fairies report, and don't report in many cases, extraordinary encounters all over the world. So something is happening. And along with others, I'm curious to know what that is. Interestingly, at this time, it seems that more is being revealed. It was only in the last fortnight that the Pentagon confirmed leaked footage of UFOs were legitimate and taken by Navy personnel. This was reported in all mainstream media, so look it up if that passed you by. The footage itself is fascinating. Hearing the surprised pilots and crew's responses to what they are perceiving with their own eyes. I'd say that's a good example that the boundaries of our accepted reality are being extended beyond previous limits. Though these extraordinary experiences have been researched for decades, and I would argue centuries, there just does seem to be something about this extraordinary time that we're in right now. A pivotal point in humanity's evolution of understanding about themselves and this universe. With that in mind, the aims of this podcast are to allow people to share their own fairy encounters so that their stories can be witnessed. It really helps to share. It also provides validation for listeners to the podcast who have themselves encountered fairies so that they don't feel alone with that experience. This is very important, as it is with any extraordinary experience. And through this, we achieve our ultimate aim, which is to aid further understanding about this mysterious universe. But I need your support with this project, and there are a number of ways you can get involved and help. I have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash the Modern Fairy Sightings podcast, where you can join up to become a patron and become part of the Curious Crew. For those unfamiliar with Patreon, it's a membership platform where supporters pledge a donation to all sorts of creators. My tiers start at £1 a month to get more involved with the podcast and vote on future content. There's access to extra material, a private discussion group and merchandise, t-shirts, mugs and stuff, all of which developers will go along. Patrons currently help towards my podcasting and hosting costs and my hope is that your support will help increase my ability to keep going with the podcast, allowing me set time to interview, edit, produce, research and write. At present, all of this is a huge juggling act that's challenging to sustain. If you join by 11th of May at any tier, I'll invite you to a discussion with me about what you'd like from the podcast and what has felt important to you so far. This will help shape Series 2, which begins on Sunday 13th of June. I hope you can join us for that discussion, and I'd like to say a huge thanks to my Curious crew for their kind and generous support. If you're listening after 11th of May, check out the Patreon page as there's always something going on and all these ideas will develop further. Okay, that's enough background for now. I'm going to share my fairy experience with you. I hope it helps those who've had their own encounters. 
I hope it goes some way to increase general awareness and understanding. And I want to say that I share it in honour of all of these experiences, and I do so with the deepest respect for the other worlds, and I hope that it meets with honour and respect from listeners. Thank you. It's May the 1st, Beltane. Beltane, blessings to you all. My youngest daughter and I washed our faces in the first morning dew in the garden this morning. That was a nice start to the day. So yes, here I am, looking for a spot to sit down and tell you my story beautiful bluebells everywhere in this wood and they're being picked out by the dappled light of the sun shining through the top of the canopy I'm kind of up at the top of the wood that I'm walking in there's quite a few people around jogglers, families just heard a horse going by a short while ago further down it's a lovely spot chosen a spot on a log watching a squirrel legging it up a branch so I feel my story with all this starts as a young child when my dad used to tell me stories about fairies, so I would have been really quite young. My dad was Irish. He passed away a few years ago now, and we were very close. His father was born in 1888, their family from Southern Ireland. That's a whole, a whole other life to think about, and to think that my grandfather was born in 1888 is really amazing. I found out later that my dad's tales were actually passed down through the family. So that's something I'd like to look into at some point. Anyway, my dad would tell me stories about children that might go off with their friends or siblings and they'd go out to play with the hoop and stick, which is what he played with in rural Ireland and they might be quite curious and get led off the path. Their curiosity would take them off the path and they would suddenly find that they were lost and they'd lost their friends and the words of their family would come back to them, you know, watch out for the fairies and look out for fairy rings, be careful that you don't get led astray. And during the stories, they would often, of course, come across a fairy ring and maybe some ancient stones. 
that if they came across a fairy fort and there was an, uh, a dark ring of green grass there, they would feel compelled to sit down in it. Their curiosity would compel them. And then the fairies would come along and say, oh, what's this child doing here? Maybe they're sad, maybe they need a friend. And that child would feel themselves go down deep within the earth and go off on some kind of adventure with the fairies. And this would be the story. And then at some point they would come to and they were in this place and... um, they would wonder if they'd dreamt the whole thing but they could easily then find their way home at that point then they knew where they were and they could go home so quite exciting adventure stories that he used to tell me so that's where my first introduction to fairies came from and probably reading Ina Blyton Faraway Tree in the Enchanted Wood which I absolutely loved really soak that up and and even at school our teacher would walk around the canteen we weren't actually allowed to talk and (laughs) she would read um the faraway tree or the enchanted wood so i didn't mind i could just sit there and eat my lunch and listen to her so skip to much later in my early 20s maybe late teens early 20s I used to go up to this lady's house um, in Jersey and she would invite over a really amazing woman who would teach a small group of us healing meditation she taught us how to see auras she taught us about crystals and past life regression really excellent and excellent teacher and really useful stuff as it as it came to be for me one day in one of her break times i'd been doing these workshops for quite some time probably a couple of years and in the break time she just casually mentioned that she'd seen a fairy and i just thought how ridiculous that's just impossible and why why is she saying this So I was quite happy to accept all of these teachings um, and practice healing and practicing auras and all of that. But the mention of fairies for me was too far. It just felt impossible and it kind of um, made me wonder about all of the other stuff she taught. It really made me um, stop and just detached from what she was sharing with us I just couldn't really get my head around that and I think that's quite a typical reaction because the idea that these beings exist is just so out there compared to anything else I think it sort of sits on its own Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. 
If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. So it wasn't until about a decade later that I had my own experience. I had met my now husband that year, but at the time we were both living in different places and we would meet up in various parts of Britain and have a few days together. And um, on this particular occasion we met for a picnic to watch the sun go down. And I remember that we had cooked gammon and a some nice cake it was a lovely day and it started to move towards twilight getting a bit cold we huddled together and it was just a really beautiful time that we were spending together it was those first throes of love when everything is so potent and very special and as we sat there I looked behind us something made me turn around I looked behind and there probably about between five and eight meters away I would say further up from where we were sitting was this little green man he was about two and a half feet high was completely green his clothes were just all sorts of different shades of green. He was wearing a hat, and I can never remember what that looked like, but I remember his eyes and his skin had really bright eyes, and they were looking directly into my eyes, and his skin was so ancient, it was just like he'd lived a million years. It was just wrinkle upon wrinkle upon wrinkle. Not unpleasant, a, a nice face. It was rounded, the features were rounded. He wasn't smiling, but he wasn't frowning either. It was, he was looking at me with as much curiosity as I was looking at him. And I was just, what am I looking at? What, what's, what, what is this? What's happening? Um, just holding this look between us as we kind of sussed each other out, really. Um, and then I must have looked, you know, blinked or looked away or, and he was gone. Um, and it was, it was just extraordinary and I didn't say anything to my husband. I was just sat with these <laughs> thoughts, what on earth just happened, what did I you know I just couldn't really figure it out at all the overwhelming sense that came from that was that I felt he wanted me to see him that's the that's what I came away with it was um I say not unfriendly he it was a nice experience it was it was lovely I wasn't frightened at all there was no sense of fear it just felt like a very special moment, something which is, it is very hard to explain. Um, his clothes, well, his whole look 
was very much that kind of archetypal Brian Froud appearance. But as I say, a really friendly, open face, and just looking right at me in this really intense gaze which we held one another with. And I wonder if that sense of me knowing that he wanted me to see him was having looked into fairy uh, encounters since it was a kind of telepathic communication of that but it, whatever it was I, that was the main sense that I came away with and I will never forget how ancient his face looked and the intensity of the gaze that we held so we, we stayed there a little longer and um, at some point it became dark and um, we got up to leave. We had a bit of a walk back to the car and um, as we stood up to, and started walking, something in the long grass on our left, it was the grass was about a foot high, something began walking at our pace but we, there was nothing there. We couldn't see anything. And my husband got really spooked. He said, you know, what's that? And, uh, and uh, so he started to quicken his pace. But then whatever it was started to quicken its pace as well. And then my husband got really spooked and started running. And I, so I'm kind of running behind, laughing, just doubled up laughing because I, I knew at that point what it was and it was just looking back now and with the you know, experience I have having spoken to other people that is just so cheeky it's just really mischievous and very much the kind of fairy humour um, it was really definitely winding my husband up anyway and, and it was funny I found, I found it funny so we ran back to the car and uh, and that was that and I didn't tell him until quite some months later maybe when uh, we'd been together a little longer and I just didn't know what he would think if I told him and in any case I hadn't actually processed what had happened I didn't have anyone to talk to about it at the time but I felt like I might know someone that would know more about these things. I think we all know someone, hopefully, that knows about these things, if we're interested in these things. So um, I went along to this wise man that I knew. I didn't know him well at the time. It, he was kind of an acquaintance and someone that I'd bump into occasionally when I had to take my daughter to this class so I kind of had to build up courage on a few occasions when I saw him to you know after a few occasions I I plucked up the courage to say to him uh, I, I've seen something and I told him what I'd seen and where it was and I really didn't know what his reaction would be and he just laughed and he said ah you're not the only one so now this was really intriguing to me. So I wasn't mad. I had seen something, and not only that, 
I wasn't the only one and someone else had seen something similar in that same place. So this was really interesting. And this is what really started me on this path, I suppose. I did begin working with the man that I knew and he became a very, very dear friend and we did start working more with ritual and different spaces, woodland, beaches, dolmens and that's something that I've continued to do to work with the landscape. And I've said recently in some posts that um, since starting this research project in 2016, the Modern Fairy Sightings Project, and more recently the Modern Fairy Sightings Podcast in 2020, my connection with landscape and nature has, has most definitely intensified. And it's brought me to this point where I feel I can share this story. That's something that I haven't talked publicly about before. Feels like the world is ready to hear them now for some reason, for whatever reason. Maybe part of this extraordinary time we're in. But I hope that it is of use to people. It's certainly something that I've discussed with my guests. It's always great to exchange, compare notes. Something's happening. We don't know what, but something's happening. There are many of us that have had these experiences. I'm certainly not special in any way. I certainly, I don't feel I was chosen in any way. I, I just feel that something happened and I felt the beauty of it and the, the meaning struck me, a, a very deep part of myself. Um, I feel it's something that I will always treasure. And though I may never find the answers it just feels important to me to break this taboo around these sorts of experiences. And maybe we can start to explore into these unknown topics together. That's my hope. So I hope this is of use. I think I'm going to stay here a little while longer and just meditate. It's a lovely place to be. And I hope you find somewhere to do the same today or find some peaceful space for yourself too. Let's keep going with this curious adventure together.